Hello, and welcome back to Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm joined by Cynthia Voth, who's the Director of Business Development and Administration at Miller, Nash, Graham, and Dunn. As Chief Administrator for the firm's Seattle office, Cynthia oversees all operations and works with her attorneys on client service and business development. She coaches and works with the firm's practice teams, team leaders, and individual lawyers for strategic outcomes. Cynthia, great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for having me, David. Appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about your firm, Miller, Nash, Graham, and Dunn. So we are a four-office firm. Our primary offices are in Portland, Seattle, and we also have offices in Vancouver, Washington, and Long Beach, California. We have about 150 attorneys across those four offices, and we are a 50-50 transactional litigation law firm servicing our business clients. We recently merged, recently being two years ago uh, or so, early 2015. So the firm is growing. We are recruiting a lot of great talent and increasing our footprint along, particularly in the Northwest and uh, a bit down in California as well. Great. How big is your department at this point? So we have eight members of our marketing and business development team, three in our Seattle office and five in our Portland office. The three in Seattle include me, but my administrative role doesn't have me completely doing business development and marketing. I'm also overseeing the work function on the staff side of our firm. So I count myself a little bit as a, a 0.5, but it's it's all connected. So it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm full in and sometimes I'm dealing with some other matters that don't always touch on the marketing and business development. Sure. They have a unique title in the industry, Director of Business Development Administration, and I was looking a little bit into your background, and I also saw that you're very involved in the firm's technology. Can you speak a little bit to why the role is structured this way? Yeah, absolutely. So I was originally marketing director for Graham and Dunn before the merger, and when we Combined as a firm, my role expanded to also oversee the operations of our Seattle office, which is a a pretty good size office. I supervise all the staff, and I sit on all committees, including recruiting, diversity, and inclusion committee, our technology committee, and I work with all of our departments to make sure that we're servicing our clients here very well. I think one of the great benefits of that, because it's a pretty big position to both supervise and develop strategy on our biz dev side and also on the administrative side. But so much of our work is collaborative. Um, What we do in accounting has a client touch that is of huge benefit for conveying value, and typically accounting and marketing might not talk to one another. This role gives an opportunity for that to happen. Same thing is true of on client intake. That's a huge touch with the client. And so the way that I am able to have sort of a seat at the table and really take a look at how we work as a firm and how we interface and serve our clients, I think is a huge advantage. And I think it's also the way our market is is shifting where there's a lot more collaboration. Our departments aren't siloing out. They're realizing that we all sort of overlap in various ways or can make each other better in various ways um, by working together. And so I'm excited for this position. I think it's working out well for our firm. And I know that our attorneys see the value of it too, and I'm clients uh, do as well. So it's it's a little unique, but and it's a little bit of a handful, but I think it's it's well worth it. And it's been great experience the last couple of years doing that. Collaboration, integration, fewer silos, sounds like uh, the right direction to be heading. That's great. Yeah. So when you're bringing in 
junior to mid-level marketers, or perhaps you've found that this is already happening as a function of the recent merger, what kinds of advice are you sharing with them to help them thrive in this integrated environment? Well, I think the advice I give is that in an industry that is very precedent-based, what's been done before, there's a lot of change coming. And so um, even though it's easy to be reactive because we all deal with fire drills on any given day, we have to keep our focus looking forward because there's a lot of changes afoot. I think information is so much more available to our clients. The buyers are that much more savvy. They have more demands. Technology is bringing so much more to how we serve our clients and how we understand them. And and definitely keeping your eye looking forward and being engaged in what's coming down the pike so that we can do a good job of being prepared for that and integrating some of those concepts into how we do our jobs. Another thing, uh, just some basics are, this is a people business, so fundamentals that don't necessarily have to do specifically with marketing skills, but being good listeners, that also can help you realize some of the challenges you have coming down the pike is just hearing for things instead of always reacting. So we have a pretty great perceptive team, and I think that just makes your job easier when you're really kind of thinking ahead and listening and knowing what you need to be dealing with instead of waiting for email requests to come in and then responding accordingly. Yeah, being proactive rather than just reactive. It's so important and really difficult to do when you're in a work environment where there's already 100 fires to put out, never mind the ones you plan to build in the future, right? Yeah, I mean, I think agility is a huge part of this profession. I I say to any new person that I bring on, you are going to go into any given day thinking you're going to get these five to ten things done or whatever your number is. And then you're going to get the email. You're going to have somebody come into your office. You know, the phone's going to ring. It's going to take your day in a whole different direction. It's just going to take a left turn. And we all need to be nimble and agile and be able to be responsive for that because our job is to make sure that we are supporting our attorneys, making sure that they have all that they need to be successful when they go out there. And sometimes they... You know, they know they have a presentation coming, but they haven't finished their slide deck until the day before their presentation. That's not best habits, but sometimes it just happens. And we help take care of them in that. But in light of all that, it's still trying to keep the focus forward of of making sure that you're moving any initiatives that you've started in that forward direction or thinking about what the next initiatives should be or how you can make things that much better than you've already done. So let's talk a little bit about lawyer mindsets, because when you're in an environment where there's a lot of fires, that typically is reflective of a very active, dynamic series of strategies that are being played out. But it can also mean that the lawyers are perhaps uh, underprepared. It could also mean that the lawyers are simply not being as proactive as they should be and, and that the marketing and business development teams are having to do a lot of prodding and pushing. So how do you ensure, because I also see from your bio here that you do engage in quite a bit of coaching internally, how do you ensure that your lawyers are focused on the right things, that they have a strategic plan, that it's being implemented, that they have pipelines in place? You know, What sorts of actions do you take to make sure that the focus is, uh, is directed downstream? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the perpetual challenge, right? So I'm not going to pretend that we have have it all perfectly, but we do take a lot of time to get to know our attorneys, their work habits, and the timing that they have. A working parent attorney is different than maybe somebody who has a lot more time on their hands and less family commitments. Um, 
But really, more important than anything, and you've already hit on this word, is thinking strategically. I think it's easy to get kind of lost and and do the shoot from the hip approach of I'm just going to go to all these events or I'm going to write on all of these varied issues and one of them is going to stick. It's it's just taking the time to really ask what are you trying to achieve? Who do you really need to be achieving this with? And drawing up a plan. I think it's easy to say that you don't have time to take that half hour, could be an hour, and even if you can only get 15 minutes at a time to really ask questions about what are your goals and how are we going to get there. It's a basic process, but it's one that frequently doesn't happen. And if you can't get that on the front end, it's getting it on the back end. When they've gone to an event or they've reached out to a person or they've written a post doing a, a debrief or figuring out whether that really is something worth repeating or something that they should pursue again, but maybe with some additional enhancements or a slightly different take on it. It boils down to a lot of conversations, which is time and it's hard to get those minutes in. But if you've developed trust and you've taken the time to really listen and get to know the attorneys that you're supporting and you're playing up their strengths so that they're really putting their best foot forward and choosing things that, you know, might be a little daunting at first, but with the right encouragement, sort of understanding what their levels of introversion are, um, where some of their restrictions are, really trying to find the right fit so that they do make the most of those efforts that they do put out. And following up with them, I think, is is also key because it is, it's almost like a, a personal coaching situation. Some attorneys will just take it and fly. They are the folks that are bringing in the business sort of unprodded. They have that thrill of the hunt and the catch. But a number of them really do need some encouragement, support, a sounding board, and some help in developing their strategy. So that's that's where we, we tend to spend a, a good amount of time. And I think it does pay off. And there's nothing, I think, more satisfying than working with an attorney, even sometimes in very short time frames, encouraging them and having them bring back their first successes. It's an amazing experience to see that. And once they get a taste, then there's just more and more that they want to do. And they get that taking that time to think strategically does really pay off. Sometimes they have to hang with you for a little bit, though. Um, but that's where just continuing to be a good coach and encouraging them so that they can see the value of it, I think, is very key. Yeah, for sure. So how do you translate all of that effort into ROI? Have you found ways that the firm can convert its marketing and business development energies into tangible revenue? Or like most firms, this tends to be a little bit of a fuzzy analysis, but some are further along than others. Yeah, I would like to say that we are completely far along in it because I do think there's so much that goes into laying the groundwork of business development that it's hard to always tie back to something in particular. Where we are outlaying funds, though, we do take a look at how that investment may have paid off in some ways. When we bring in new clients, we ask the attorneys and they do a pretty good job of noting where that business came from so that we can look at it, especially if it's some sort of affiliation with an industry group or a partnership with an entrepreneurial organization or something along those lines, that we know that that business is brought in and we can take a look at that, at that every quarter, every six months. Sometimes it's just even on an annual basis, which is not as ideal, but it is as we get our industry more attuned to being data-driven, it's, it's definitely begun. 
but there's a lot more work that we can do. I think the ROI and the ways that we measure it will become more of a standard practice, especially with the attorneys. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a work in progress for everyone, but I appreciate your your comments on that. It is. So you've got business development, you've got client service, you've got administration and, and operations, and you've got technology all in some form or fashion rolled into your job description. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. So where do you go for innovation, inspiration, intelligence, your own professional development on all of these various skill sets? I have curated, I think, a pretty good group of folks that I follow on Twitter. My roots come from LMA, the Legal Marketing Association. I've been heavily involved in them and ever thankful for every conference I've been to, whether it's the annual conference or P3. So I definitely take advantage of the special interest groups and their events that they put on, whether it be on the local or the national level. On the administrative side, ILTA has been a great resource for me, the Legal Technology Association, and PSALA, which is the local chapter for me here in the Northwest of the Association of Legal Administrators. All of these organizations, we deal with the same challenges. I also try to look outside of the industry, so I'm very interested in project management and sort of design thinking, too, because I think that there's so much change going on. It's important to look in those directions as well, and I'm a big fan of Harvard Business Review or any other sort of very analytical, general, sort of innovation-focused Business publications that um, offer some great articles or tidbits, not all of them are relevant, but some of them are relevant in ways you don't even realize until two months after the fact. So I start each of my days with probably an hour and a half of, I get up pretty early and I'll start scanning Twitter for whatever articles have been shared and do some searches. Occasionally there's some good stuff on LinkedIn as well, but I'm a Twitter person, so I, I much prefer to start there, but there's just a wealth of information out there, and I'm, I'm, I will take it from any place I can find it, frankly, because I think the legal industry can draw some great inspirations from other industries as well. Well, it sounds like a, a really good mix of information from outside the legal industry as well as information and events within the industry. I'll look forward to running into you at either the next LMA conference or something around that area. And I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts today and and helping us get to know you a little bit better and and how you are tackling the challenges at Miller, Nash, Graham, and Dunn. Cynthia, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. 